Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And apparently dancing Chris Fuller. But today, we are asking the question of, okay, I know God loves me, but does God like me? That's kind of a weird question. It is kind of weird. But hey, let's dive into it. You ready? Let's go. Bra, <laughs> bra, we caught you whistling again. End of last episode, you hit that off-key note. Don't be blaming <laughs> me. That's when I caught you whistling. I mean, I, I guess that's technically my fault for not muting the mics. Yeah, you're supposed to. I'm supposed to mute the mic. You failed. Either way, welcome back to the podcast, bro. What's up? We are live. We're not really live on YouTube. <laughs> we're live on the. Well, it's a little delayed again. It's it's freaking out. Maybe yeah. we really do need to get a. I don't know. Maybe we need to downgrade the frames per second a little bit from 30 to like 24 or something. Oh, bye. Well, we'll update it in future weeks. One of these days. One of these days. You know what? But it's much crisper. That's right. But do so release date. We are in December now. It's still college it's football. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's beginning to look like Christmas, but it's not Christmas oh, yet, even though I am drinking from my Christmas Starbucks red cup. I love, dude. Okay, so I have the red cup from, I have the red one. I got like a gray one. I got the black one. I had the fall one with the leaves, but that was kind of an eh. And then I think I had, I didn't want the Valentine's Day one, but I, I have a, I, I've had a lot of these. Yeah. Because they're $2, and if you leave it somewhere... I don't leave this. You this don't. Like you this. don't cry about. You don't it. cry about it because you're not dropping twenty five bucks. It's not like it's an RTC mug, right? Which, if you want an RTC mug, you gotta reach out to us because we, we, um, you have to get a hold of us to get to get the one merch of these. store because the ones on the merch store look like they, junk. No offense to the merch store, but they're they garbage. They're, so if you want to reach out, eighteen bucks, you just gotta PayPal it to us, it's and yours. we will send one to you. Great Christmas gift. Great Ooh. stocking stuffer. And you know what? If what? you order now, you oh. probably have it by Christmas. And I was going to say, maybe we can throw some coffee in there, but we ship it straight to them from the store. We don't ship it to yeah. us in there. Right, yeah. I just saw celery somewhere. Yeah, the cat's behind just like ran behind I'm going to throw something out Anyways. there at you, though. If someone right. wants coffee for Christmas from us, can they buy some off of us if they want? Sure. Hit us up. We'll give you a price. Sure. Yeah. Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Either way, dude, we're going to try to keep this one short tonight. We are, but we're well, not We're not drinking coffee. Well, we're not, I'm well, not drinking well, coffee. Well, I'm, I'm out. I finished. Well, you have a little left. I finished the last episode we recorded. So I'm drinking Pure Leaf mm. Extra Sweet Tea because I got a little Southern girl in me. <laughs> huh. You, you, what you never did? I know. I've never done the extra sweet. Oh, there's. What makes it extra sweet? Is it just more sugar? Probably. Are you seriously reading uh, it during this the podcast? This has 64 grams of oh, sugar in it, bro. Yeah. This is more than Mountain Dew. It's more than Coke. I this like is it. ridiculous. But you're drinking tea. I'm drinking nothing. It's going to be a good time. But before we get into the episode, we always got to let people know hit the merch store up, realtalkchristianpodcast.com. Click store. It'll take you right there to the merch store. And. We have no reviews. No None. reviews. We've had some. We've had some. You know, my favorite review so far has just been a girl because I can sing. This is story of a all, girl. All these two little boys wanting for Christmas is just some reviews and money. Just leave us some. Well, 
<laughs> we just want some reviews. <laughs> and maybe a little Scrooge McDuck money. <laughs> I mean, I want to complain, you know. Money, but, money, 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 money. But either way, dude. So hit us but, up, leave a review, reach out to us on the social media channel. Sometimes I feel like I know there's people out there who listen because the stats show it. But I don't always know who listens because well, I want to at, interact at with At time us. of recording, we have 11,000-plus downloads. Which is nuts. That's pretty awesome. Thank you guys Thanks, for guys. literally 11,000-plus downloads. That's Without you guys, we would not be able to get there. So this is for you. Just take it. Just, just Take a bow. At least it's not the crickets. Take a bow. Yeah, we don't, we don't want this. Or this. Or the creepy. No, no, I was thinking of the Halloween creepy. Yeah, that one. That one. <laughs> we don't want that. The, the Halloween one. Someone take the sound pad away from me. <laughs> All right, we're not making this short. We're on a rabbit trail tangent. Oh, my goodness. But either way, Anyways, thank you guys thanks. for listening for that. But you know what? Tonight's conversation might seem like a weird one. In all honesty, I, I was trying to figure out how to introduce it at the intro there because it's kind of a weird thought of, I know God loves me, but I'm not sure if he likes me. It, it, it's it's definitely interesting. I've yeah. never thought of it before. I've never I've never thought about it. So I didn't it's think gonna about be- it until literally like this popped in my head about twelve hours before we started recording. <laughs> so Mark is obviously going to lead this one because I've never thought about right. it. So and I'll, I'll just do and my- I should say I've thought like I I've interacted with this a lot and and normally it doesn't come out in a phrase like this. It comes out a little different in terms of is God just done with me is he's just gonna throw mm. me away yeah but i read a quote from somewhere out there where he was like and then i even read um an article too that someone asked john piper this of like hey i've been a christian for forever but is there ever a point where god's just like eh, i'm kind of just listen to that ask pastor like john you. i'm not a big fan like yeah. you know it's kind of like the idea of a parent when it's like you look at your kid you think about it, where it's like i love you i just don't really like you at, this, mm. at the moment okay you know like so that's let, kind of the thought with let me it. ask you this then mark uh why do we have an idea that God may not like us? And that's that's an interesting thought. I think a lot of it comes from our human intuition of okay. just the thought of, you know, with how we interact with each other. Like, like you're my brother. I love you. But there might be a point where it's like, I'm not a big fan. Like, I don't really, like, at the moment, just, just go away. Like topic roulette night. Like, just <laughs> pause, <laughs> pause. Pause. But, uh... <laughs> Oh, I man, that it. was funny. When we got back together and we watched it, we were oh, like, oh. Well, it was the first time we act, I met Beth face-to-face. And, and we watched that we episode. we watched that episode, and I'm like, shut up, Chris. <laughs> no, we did not watch the whole, like, we no, didn't watch the whole we episode. Just, we just went to that one we specific spot. We just went to that spot, spot yeah. We just went to that one spot. But, um, you know, I think it comes out in a lot of different avenues about how people react and respond to that with the fact of, uh, does God really like me? You know, on the one token we see in the Bible where... Um, talking about gifts and the father and the mm-hmm. fact of like, you know, if an earthly father is like this, how much more is the heavenly father? Like if right. an earthly father wants to give us their son gifts, how right. much more will the heavenly father want to give you gifts? Well, if our earthly father doesn't always like us, why on earth would the, would God himself actually like us or would he be done with us? I've heard a lot of Christians talk about, you know, it's like, I know God loves me, but I know I'm struggling with this or I don't feel like I'm living my life for Jesus. Will God just one day be done with me? Mm. Like, does he just not like me anymore? Do I just not receive his blessing or receive his favor? Or here's another Christian hot topic word is, will God remove his anointing from me? And I know that's something we've talked about. I think in uh, Coffee Mug Christianity, we talked a lot about mm. those conversations. Um, but with the Bible specifically, I got three different ideas of why someone might have the idea of why God does not like them. Now, are these like 
biblical ideas or ideas you think that just uh, some are biblical and some are not. Some are biblical is and it, some are not. Are they biblical in the sense that it's actually biblical, or is it biblical in the sense of it's coffee mug Christianity taken out of context? Um, just a question. Both. Okay. Both. Gotcha. So the first one is the one that's obvious with a lot of people who are trying to figure out this whole God thing. And a lot of it is the whole yin and yang, good versus evil, mm. having your good works outweigh your bad works. And if you know what, if I ever cross over that threshold of 51% bad works and 49% good works, well, all of a sudden, like, am I screwed? Well, God no longer provides blessing and no longer this, that, and the other. Um, in the same token where it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, I just feel like I'm not, I'm not close to God or, you know, like all these bad things are happening. So God must be upset or God must be angry with me because I'm no longer getting this, that, or the other is like, you know, or the whole, woe is me. Like, why are all these bad things happening? I'm a good, I'm a good person, God. Like, why are you letting all these bad things happen to me? Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of, that's not scriptural. That's just a thought that we have. Right. Um, another one, though, is, you know, maybe with the Israelites, where we see all throughout the Old Testament where they disobeyed, God whacked them back in the line. They disobeyed, God sold them into slavery. They fell out of line, God said, fine, here's this, here's that, here's this punishment, here's this judgment. And, and throughout the Old Testament, it's a whole story of Israel falling away, God whacking them, and then they cry out for God for help. So is there ever a point where God's just going to whack us to the point where he, we, we're not getting whacked back in line, but we're getting mm. whacked out of existence? Which is what happened to Israel. Sorry, I'm being distracted by your cat. She's the cat. She's the, grabbing my. Oh, my he, he really is playing. Oh, he's he's like caught in it. Okay, that's really funny. Um, another so, one. Sorry, I was listening, but and another one. Distracted. This is um, it's a big long scripture. Um, but at least for the one spot of it is the fact of God actually disciplines his followers, and it's the fact of like you know like when a lot of people will. Um, it's actually a really cool book, Not for Forsa- Not Forsaken by Louis Giglio, um, where he was writing, and it's not a new concept, where how you view your God, oftentimes, not always, is how you view God the Father. If you had a good earthly father, you might have a good view of God. Oh, that cat just scared me. <laughs> Jumped up and pawed at me. I legit jumped. Hey, Celery. Um, or if if God, or if your earthly father is a terrible deadbeat abuser, whatever, or uh, just absent. That's how you view God, how, mm. how God mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you are disciplined by your father out of your father's anger, mm. not to correct, but to punish, will God just punish you for not doing the good things, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, the actually disciplining his fathers or discipli- disciplining his followers. And, you know, in Romans 12 uh, verses one through two, you know, it's talking about uh, the, the great cloud of witnesses, which we talked about in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, lay aside every hindrance. Keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Um, but then in verse 3, it says, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, talking about Jesus, so that you won't grow weary and give up. In struggling against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood, which Jesus did, and you have forgotten the exhortation that addresses you, my sons. My son, do not take the Lord's discipline lightly or lose heart when you are reproved by him. For the Lord disciplined the one he loves and punishes every son he receives. And that's actually um, a reference to a different scripture. Pause real fast. Mm -hmm. You said Romans. I said Romans. Oh, my bad. Hebrews. You meant Hebrews, right? I meant Hebrews. Okay. Hebrews I just wanted to make one. sure I was following. Okay. Ooh, sorry. My bad. My bad. You're good. You said Romans. I've been, my head's been in Romans, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Hebrews 12. Okay. Um, I just wanted, I wasn't, I was like confused. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then if you keep going in verse 9, it says, Furthermore, we had human fathers discipline us and we respected them. Shouldn't we submit even more to the Father of spirits and live? 
For they discipline us for a short time based on what seemed good to them, but he does it for our benefit so that we can share in his holiness. So right there, we see that God actually disciplines the one he loves and punishes every son that he receives. So if God is punishing us, does that mean that we have disappointed him and that because we are being punished, it's for our own benefit because God loves us. Maybe we understand that. But does that actually separate us a little bit from God? Does that cause some distance? Does that make him be like, you know what? Follower, follower, I'm, I'm not a big fan of you right now. So get your crap back together, then come back and see me. You know? It's a diff- it's I, an interesting concept. I see how someone could take that if they weren't well grounded in the Word of God. Oh, for sure. And that's because what, that's pro- what we about to ground some people. Pro- Proverbs talks a lot about how a wise man taketh re- a rebuke, you know? Oh, right, yeah. And, and so rebuke is, is a form of verbal discipline. Um, and a fool doesn't listen. And so I think God sometimes verbally, either through circumstances or through people, verbally rebukes us. But I can see, I mean, we've talked about my, my past on this podcast that, you know, back when my dad was um, still learning how to be a, a true follower himself. Oh, yeah, we talked about that quite a bit. He yeah. was very abusive to us kids, mm-hmm. and he's since repented of it and even repented to us about it. Which um, is which is a very humbling thing to it do. It is. It's Good very humbling. Yeah. That's awesome. So, but my in my late teens, early 20s, I had a very skewed version of God, but I actually went the opposite way. Okay. Rather than viewing God as a God who is wrathful, that's a term that people like to use, but he is wrathful. Right. Um, I viewed him as he was never wrathful, which this is a false teaching. He was never wrathful, never angry, and, and only love. That's it, only love and grace, which is the opposite end of the spectrum, which is a false gospel. That's right. a false teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see how it could go this way because... I was just on the opposite side of it. Right. <laughs> so, and, and that's it. This might not this might not touch on every this might not touch the hearts of everybody right. listening. Right. But for those people who are like, man, like when is God just gonna be done with me and then just throw me off to the wayside because yeah. I'm just a waste of space. Right. Like because there are a lot of Christians out there I think who think that way. Right. And that's not healthy. That's not a good place to be. But I think it would be good for us to to let's ground it a little bit in scripture right. to first yeah. figure out, you know, what is God's love and then answer the question is after we answer what is God's love, does God ever stop liking us mm-hmm. or, um, or, you know, do we just walk away from him? And then ultimately do we lose certain blessings if we don't follow God the way yeah. we should? Yeah. So let's dive in, man. What's, yeah. what's God's love? So rather than me just saying it, I'm just going to read some more Bible. Let's do that's, that. That's the cool? way to do it. Is that cool? All right. So more Bible is first John four, which first, we talked about this in the podcast. One of my favorite books of the Bible. First John. Love I love another. it. So first John four, 11, th- oh, sorry. First John four, seven through 11 is dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God and everyone who love has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Love consists in this, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, if God loved us in this way, we also must love one another. What's that scripture that talked about he first loved us? We love him because he first loved yes. us. I think that's that, also first that, John. Is it first John? Like first John? I was, was going to say it ties right in with First John with 2, that. I think. Yeah, I'm one? not sure. First John is your book, man. I love First I John. I haven't I need to do more studying in First John. I just kicked the cat. 
I legit just kicked it. So, my bad, Celery. Get out of my feet, bro. <laughs> but no, go on. Continue but yeah, on. So, so the whole idea is the fact of what is God's love? And we see from this specifically, and also the first John 2, but also John 3, 16, God loved mm-hmm. the world in this way that he sent his son, Jesus. So ultimately, we first need to have the baseline of what is God's love. Is God's love is nothing that we did. It's what God did. Right. And it's more of the fact of what Jesus completed and what Jesus had done. So throw a theory in. Here okay. For you. Okay. Okay. You going to curveball this? I'm, I'm going to curve. Well, it's just a theory. It's fun to sit in this seat, isn't it? It is kind of fun. I don't have to think as much, <laughs> but fun theory that I, I've just recently discovered and I haven't fleshed it out. So I don't take it as gospel, but it's, okay. it's, it's literally just a theory. Okay. Um, I actually, it might've come from John Piper. <laughs> it might be a John Piper. Don't quote me on that either. But I say, what's with John Piper on it? Everyone's like, Oh, Okay. I, I've okay. been watching a lot of John Piper, so it, <laughs> it could be from John Piper, but it could be from somebody else because okay. I've watched a lot of stuff lately. Anyways, he said that whoever this was said that it's not that it was a love, even though it was a love of us because God says he loved the world, but it was also a sign of the Father's, you take John chapter 17 through 19, the whole um, is that the last discourse where the, he's praying for the disposals? Right, right, like, yeah. yeah. So this is the, the last supper through the discourse. Mm-hmm. Um, and it talks about how he loves God, God loves him. He gave God gave him these people. He gives them oh, back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, it's, yeah. so it's actually a love sequence amongst God the Father and God the Son, that all this stuff that's transpiring is the God the Father and God the Son. But, but what's the common? I, I I actually agree with that. So well, what's the I common never, denominator? I've never heard of God, God and love. <laughs> but who right. is not a part of that equation? The Holy Spirit? No, 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 oh, no. Us? Us. Yeah. We're not a part. I of was that like, equation. wait. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We are the right. beneficiaries of God's love, right. and we get to right. Enjoy but the whole God's purpose love. of it is that God is is love, and he's it's a love showing back right. into the same entity because he is the. God. And I it goes back to our episode of Undeserved Grace. Right. Um, but I just thought it was a very yeah, interesting really, theory. That and, interesting. and it was like, wow, that's that's kind of cool if it if it's true. And if you think about it, it's really awesome. And and so. more than that, what's when 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 we look at okay, so what role do we play in God's love? Answer is Jack Crap. That's that's we we are basically the gifts. We, we it's like it's like it's like I love you, brother. So I'm gonna give you a gift of I don't know. Some Adidas shoes. I actually need a new pair. <laughs> I'm getting, I know what I'm getting for Christmas, guys. I'm, gi- I'm giving you a, a gift of a Starbucks gift card. Oh, okay. That's fresh. Because okay. I'm showing my love for you. Yeah. Right? And you're taking that and you're giving me a gift. And it's constantly going back. It's showing. It's a. It's not that gifts and material things are. A, it's just an act of love. Um, and in the same way, that's kind of what we are in the love Trinity. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is that we are the gifts that are, they're giving back and forth to each other. Like, hey, I love you so much. Oh, that's a th- okay. I'm giving you this gift. Her. That's an interesting. Isn't theory. that? It's interesting though. Interesting isn't theory. It? I, like I said, I don't know if it's actually biblical. I haven't dug too deep into it because I just heard it, but mm-hmm. I thought it was an interesting theory. But Anyways, at the end on. of the day, what is love? It's not the fact that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son. So therefore, what? actually is God's love. Right. God's love is not based on what I do and what I don't do, but it's based on literally the fact that just that's who well, he is. Well, and it's interesting because we can't, we don't know how to love without God. We, and we talked about that. It says in right here in first, two. yeah, but it says it right here in first John four, it says, uh, let us love one another because love is from God. Right. Mm-hmm. So therefore without God, there is no love. Right. And everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. 
right? Because it's born out of love. Right. Love is God. This is the the existential gift that has been given not only to we're like the <laughs> it's almost like we're the dogs on the floor <laughs> getting the leftover <laughs> love gift that God is giving himself. <laughs> That's hilarious. Mean, it's just it's funny to me, but it's so cool. It's just such a cool thought. That is cool. I that's that's really cool, dude. Anyways, I like that. I'm sorry to. I don't know what to say it, but that's just cool. I, I, that's cool. Yeah, it's just a theory. That's I just. Cool. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just thought. No, it, you're good. It tied into this. So, looking at this, how does God's love work? You know, the first question is, does God love unbelievers? And I think the answer is obviously yes. Yeah. Because while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Right. And God loved the world in this well, way. He sent Jesus and to die for the world. And if you understand, if you understand everything, uh, He loves us. And he gave us grace. It's nothing we have done to earn or right. can earn or will ever earn. Um, we will, if we're looking at it from that aspect, we will always be indebted and not that we should try to pay off our debt because we will never be able to pay off a debt. But it's a gift. It's a gift. Ephesians it's literally a gift. Yep. <laughs> so, so right off the bat, does God love unbelievers? Well, yeah, he does. But because he still offers them the so, same gift. So then how do we earn God's love? And the answer is you don't. don't. <laughs> right. You don't earn God's right. love. You and can't. You can't. It's a gift. And right. then I, I, this actually made me chuckle. I was thinking like, okay, so does that make God's love fragile? Like, you know, in Frozen 2, when Anna says something, Kristoff is like, like ran off and Kristoff is like, my love's not fragile. So and then it goes if into, Christos love ain't fragile, do you think God's love is then fragile? Then it goes into the ballad of Lost in the Woods. <laughs> oh, that was before. That was before. Oh, okay. This is at the very end after yeah, the whole oh, thing gotcha. was rescued. And he was like, gotcha. I thought I lost you. And I was like, I'm so sorry. He's like, my love's not fragile. And then oh, gotcha. tears. But, you know, is God's love fragile? Because if if God is love, God is who he is, he showed his love while we were sinners. The answer is very simply, No. God's love a, a is fragile. A resounding no. And and we see that with, you know, Romans 8, 31 through 39, where is God's love fragile? Because no, at the very end, it says neither um, persuade that neither death nor life, angels or rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, which is crazy to think about. Right. Like the crap that's about to happen in Revelation, right. that can't even do it. And nor powers, any type of power. No, nor height, nor death, nor any created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. That is in, found in Christ Jesus our Lord. Why? Because... God demonstrated his love. We didn't demonstrate right. nothing. But what's interesting is a lot of times we just read those passages and that's it. But I want to read the passage before that. Right. Because Let's, this is where it gets yeah, cool. Right. So Romans 8, 31 through 39 says this. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? That's a beautiful one. Mm -hmm. He did not even spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will, we, um, how will he not also with him grant us everything? Who can bring an accusation against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died. But even more, he's been raised. He's also at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or, distru or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As written, because of you, we are being put to death all the day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. For that, I am. Hang on. I just oh. want to stop there. Oh, I was getting on my roll, though. I know you were. But that is such an important line that was right there in 37, okay? So it says, and this is where the name it, claim it, people miss it. Uh oh. Okay. So they say, in all things, Give it to we him. are more than conquerors. So they're saying, ha, huh, we're. I can see, I'm doing my Joel Osteen voice right here. We're more than conquerors. And so if you want that new. Boeing 747 jet, you just claim it because we have conquered it. No. 
No. Wrong. It says, read a couple of words right after. It says, we are more than conquerors through. Okay? So, it's again, it's nothing we've done. It's nothing we will do. It is through him who loved us. And that is a very important, important thing to look at because it's nothing, again, we do. We are only conquerors because... I, I, I give it like this theology. So I've been watching the the show The Chosen. I, I absolutely love the, the Which show The Chosen. You're wearing the hat. So I was I'm looking at a at a something that another preacher was saying about just pound it and pound it and pound it and pound it and pound it until you until you get victory. Right. It's like no 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 no. You're more in conquerors in Christ Jesus. But I, the chosen, the chosen. I, I view it. So I got this picture in my mind. You know the guy who portrays the character. You know the Jesus. Okay. He, which I'm not going to say. I'm going to say it is the character of Jesus because. Yeah. Just, I mean, it makes it easier. It's not, yeah, it's not, it's not actually Jesus. All right, so, so Jesus and the Chosen. So he, he, there's a, a scene where he's carrying this leather backpack, and this is what I envision with this, okay? okay. And I'm gonna, it's a little, I, I haven't seen this one. So. It's a little analogy, all right? So, uh, so he's, he's got this backpack. So I look at us as Christians, right? Okay. We are the backpack, okay? So we're the backpacks. We are useless and can do nothing on our own. We are an inanimate object just sitting like there. Like your backpack over there is just chilling. Right. It's just, it's just there. It cannot do anything on its own. But as soon as Christ comes over and puts me on himself, right, he takes me up. Which is the picture of the me. shepherd and the lamb. Right. Now I go with him where he goes. Where and he leads, I follow. Because you're a vessel. You're and useful. now I'm useful because I'm a vessel, vessel and he uses me to carry out his will. And it, that analogy came to me as I was watching The Chosen. I'm like... That's what it is, man. It's nothing we do. Grace is undeserved. It's nothing we do. We no amount of works. Now, there's a different here because then you jump into um, some of the passages in James and stuff like this where it talks about works. Mm, uh, yep, okay. And so uh, it's showing the works show that you are his. <laughs> so okay. in the analogy of the backpack, I'm showing my works are, hey, I'm holding open my bag. I'm not even holding it open. I'm all, I'm there so Christ can put his books in me, <laughs> right? But I'm, I've made myself useful. That's the work that it has right. happened in me. And again, it's nothing that I've done. It's that Christ has utilized me. He's using me and is making me a vessel carrier in the, in the terms of a backpack, okay? So those are the works that are coming from me as being able to be a carrier of his books in the analogy of the backpack. Okay. So it's nothing that I do, but out of... Who he is and what he's done for me comes these works, right? Comes this love that we're talking about here. Uh, we, we, we look at through um, Galatians, it talks about Christ's law, right? Mm-hmm. Christ's law is that you love one another right. as Christ has loved you. I mean, so it's just, that's, that's what we do. That's the works. It's the fruit of the spirit. These are the signs of the different fruits that are in us. These are the signs of works that are working in us, so... So, so here's my question, you know, thinking through all of this, you know, so if nothing can separate us from God's love and, and the same idea as Jesus carrying the backpack, when we're in Christ, we're right. a new creation We're we were given a new purpose, new identity, new right. everything. How come we are able to do things that make us feel distant from God? If nothing can separate us from God's love, why do we sometimes feel distant from God? Because we lose focus. I think it's us. It's not God. And this is where the backpack analogy fails because yeah, we still have to walk. Out right, right. Well, and, and no analogy is going to be perfect. No, in no, 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 but, no. But if you look at that, okay, so let's answer that. So God is not a man that he should lie. 
So if he says he will never leave us nor forsake us, he's always there. So the only way we can feel distant is because of something we've done. And typically from what I find is there's something in our life that's either A, distracting us, or B, there's some type of sin possibly that's going on that makes us feel unworthy, which we're not worthy anyways. Mm -hmm. We're only worthy, again, through Christ. Um, And so we distance ourselves. We we act as an Adam and Eve, and we hide from God because of our sin, that we're ashamed, the shame that comes Oh, let's, 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 let's hone in on that with Adam and Eve. So when Adam and Eve sinned, they went and hid from God. Right. It wasn't and, God walked away from them. And God came looking God went, for them. God went after them. Yeah. And it's the same analogy. It's the same thing. It's a type, That was a type and shadow of exactly what the Christian walk is like. God never walks away from us. We see it again in the parable of the lost sheep. Mm-hmm. There was a hundred sheep. 99 were there, one had wandered off, and the shepherd goes and looks for the lost and same sheep. Same with the lost coin. The so, the, the handmaid or the, the housewife went looking for the lost it, sheep, the lost or the lost coin, the lost pearl. There, there's a missing here in the in the church today of they're like, well, that's just the, the unsafe person. Well, no, because sheep are the shepherds. Right. Not the coin the belongs to the woman. So this is something that he already owns. They are his. These are the things that were given to him. Him. So that sheep that is lost, that has gone astray, that has wandered off, that has gone and hid itself, is his. This means a brother, a, a follower of like Christ. Like this isn't a lost person. And so this is not a lost, this is not an unsafe person. So what does the shepherd do? Same thing he did in the garden. He goes out and seeks. He called out in the garden, Adam, where are you? And he's like, here I am, Lord. I hid because I was ashamed of my nakedness. And God goes, who told you you were naked? Like, what are you talking about? You shouldn't know this. And then, it, I mean, God knows that what happened. Not, right, right. But, but putting it back on it's them, the same man. thing. It's that we separate ourselves from God by by one wandering off like a sheep. And the prodigal son, too, who goes off and then goes, holy crap, I screwed we, up. I'm so, going to come back So home. we choose to go off as a prodigal son. As a sheep, sheep wander off, not knowingly wander off, but they wander off because that's nature for them. Right. And and, the, like, and, and then in the, so thing. so we have we have we choosingly wander off we unknowingly wander off we fall into little sins that lead us further and further away, and then we go into a blatant sin and we're ashamed like Adam did and we hide ourselves from God. So there's three ways that separate us from God, and it's not God separating Himself from us; it's us separating ourselves from God, mm-hmm. and it's not that we are. I hate the word backslidden. We're not backslidden because. Once we are his, we are his forever. Right. It's it's not this in and out, in and out. I got the book of life. All right, here's Chris. Oh, nope, Chris. I got Chris, a new name Chris written Lott. down in pencil, <laughs> yeah, right, right. and it's mine. Maybe mine. There, <laughs> I the, love that. The hymn is actually I got a new name written down in glory. There's a, you know. there's a song um, by a, a band called Enter the Worship Circle, and I forget the name of the song. I've never heard of them. But uh, there's a there's a point in the song. It says, he took away the, he took away the pen writing out my every sin. He burned the book of my rebellion. He t- tore the pages, um, holding everything that I rejected, um, how he uh, how he loves me or how he forgives me or something like that. And it's like, it's some powerful Dang. lyrics. It's like, man, that's that's so and true. And waterworks. Right. It, it's, it's so true that he doesn't, he's not writing and erasing and writing and erasing our name out of the in and out of the book of life. Once we are his, we are his. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit is what it says in Acts, the beginning of Acts. The Holy Spirit seals us. And once you are sealed, have you ever seen like a seal 
like a paper, like on a book. I have some books, some commentaries where people had like their oh, pa- yeah, paper yeah, seals yeah. and they yeah. put us. So you can't ever get out that out, that seal out of there unless you rip out the page, but then you ruin the book. Right. So you can never really get rid of something once it's sealed. And the Holy Spirit seals it for the day and of redemption. Ho- exactly. Exactly. So we are sealed. We are his. And because of that, we will never be abandoned by God. God values the things that are his. Okay. These are gifts that are given to him from the Father or that he gives to the Father back and forth. Mm-hmm. This is that love relationship that they have. And going back to the Father, if our earthly fathers give us gifts, how much more will our heavenly right. father bring us? Yeah. <laughs> right. And so that that's that's what we all have to keep in mind is that when we feel distant from God, we need to look at what are we do have we unknowingly fallen into sin? Have we knowingly walked away into sin? And once we have sinned, are we just living in shame and guilt, which is separating us and we're hiding from God? These are just three, three, and I'm, yeah. there's probably many more reasons that can happen, but these are three reasons that could happen. And when we find outside, or when we find ourselves outside of pursuing God, I mean, obviously, you know, we're not going to receive certain blessings. Like, we're going to receive, I mean, all actions have consequences. I mean, the Bible talks about the fact of we will have to have consequences for our actions, whether natural consequences or. I guess I don't. I don't. Well, it, it talks word, about storing but, up your treasures in heaven, and there's different types of right. treasures. And even Bible there's, says he disciplines those he loves. Well, it, there's gold and silver, and then there's wood and hay, and then the, at the judgment seat, they're going to be burned up, and what lasts is going to be your reward. So, not that we should do anything for rewards. My wife, I can hear her already, Jenny, going, "Oh, it's not about rewards." And I agree, it's not about rewards. But A this is would be dope. these are some of the things that they're blessings. We're supposed to store up our treasures in heaven, and we can lose treasures based upon what we do and don't do here whether we're obedient and get the good gifts yep, okay. or whether we're disobedient and don't get the good gifts what you looking at <laughs> i'm just looking up thinking oh okay uh you're like looking off into the stars oh, i saw a notification too oh, sorry um so and it's very important to know that um when we when we disobey when we don't seek we take ourselves out, whether it's shame, whether we just lose sight, whether we lose focus, we, we, we separate ourselves from the love of the Father. And this is where that slight truth of, like, you know, we talked about, this in, again, Coffee Mug Christianity, where it's like position yourself for a blessing. Now, right. if you are in Christ, there are going to be blessings that you're going to, Now, it, they might not be physical because the Bible says if the world hated me, they're going to hate you. And <laughs> if, if they... If they they kind of killed me, so they're probably going to kill you too. <laughs> so when you put, a lot of times people talk about positioning yourself for a blessing is for material blessings, the like way you just talked about, right? But the truth is, is when you position yourself for a blessing, it might not look the way we want. Because right. look at the Apostle Paul. I mean, he is the single handedly like single handed proof that the prosperity gospel isn't like <laughs> right. Because if because <laughs> if if anyone should be be blessed for their work, it how should about, be the Apostle Paul. How about Stephen? Oh, first martyr. <laughs> he was the, in the very beginning. He's like, yeah, and his main job hey. was to make sure the poor and the widows got food. Yeah, and like, he like, was doing he was doing some good work. You're doing good work. We don't like you. We're stoning you. It's like, <laughs> hold Paul, up, God, hold up. What? And Paul's hey, gonna go. Hey. I'm gonna hold your jackets. Go ahead. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's crazy. Yeah, it is. And so you know, I guess here's going back to God's love and will God ever not like us? You know, the Bible says what that God's slow to anger and wrath. He's not willing that all should perish, but come to repentance. Um, but ultimately. Will God ever get to the point where it's like, eh, I love you, but you know what, bro? I don't I don't really like you right now. I don't see that in Scripture. God's love ain't fragile because God's love right. isn't predicated on what we do and what we don't do. It's predicated right. on the fact of just who he is and literally 
that God sent Jesus. Like that is God's love. So nothing could separate us from God's love, but we can walk away from God, which then causes us to feel distance and right. to feel cold and to feel calloused. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, I, I read the example somewhere where it's kind of like uh, playing guitar or working with your hands. The more you work with your hands, the more calloused mm-hmm. you actually get. And when you get calloused, you don't feel it anymore. Right. You know, we can separate ourselves from God to the point where we, we keep callousing ourselves off from God, where we don't feel the gentle nudges and the prods. I think Billy Graham was talking about that one, uh, where we don't feel the nudges and the prods and, and the come back to Jesus like the lamb did. Right. And sometimes we are like the prodigal son who's so far out that, you know, it takes at us getting to the point, bottom of to, everything. We need to realize that the, I am at the lowest of lows. Right. It would be like it would be, be like my my dad's servants, his slaves are treated better than me. But see, that was the purpose of it. The father said, "Okay, you want to do this? I'm Your gonna, will be done. I'm going to let yeah. you do it, knowing that he's going to get to the lowest part in his life." And he did. And when he did, what did he do? He turned back to his father. That's right. what he did, and that's the purpose of it. He chastens us, so we turn. Back to him. That's the whole purpose of it. It's not because he hates us. It's because he loves us. Right. Same, same, same with our kids. Like, right. we don't want them to just run in the middle of the street willy-nilly. Like, we yell at them to stop right. because we're not being jerks. We got, right. well, sure, we're, we're being fun sponges because we're not letting our kids play on the busy hot intersection. Well, we're, they, they, <laughs> they might on, think that we... Go play on 94. They <laughs> might think we're terrible parents because we're not right. letting them have fun. We're the right. fun sponges. Man, why can't you just let me have some fun? Because right. I don't want you dead, boss. Yeah. Like, that's... <laughs> Because I love you. <laughs> so, Anyways, so, you know, let's land this at, plane. at the end of the day, you know, when people are like, am I so far removed that God's just going to be done with me? Now, I mean, the Bible does says that he turned them over in Romans 1. To reprobate mine. Right. And those are people who are actively trying to not pursue God. But if you're trying to pursue after Jesus and you are his, will he ever just be like, I'm done there, with you? There's a there's a difference, I think. I think we see this happening in the, the story of of Christ's ministry okay. with the Pharisees and Sadducees. Mm. They became reptobate minds because they knew the truth and denied the truth. Right. And at that point, they returned to a reptobate mind. But if you're a Christian who's thinking, is God going to be done with me? I'm trying, I'm messing up. I think that's proof that that's that's sanctification process. But what, that's becoming more like using the Holy Spirit convicting you of your sin. But what we see is that the Pharisees and Sadducees really weren't his. Right. No. Right. We even see that with Judas. Right. And how do we know Judas wasn't his? Because he says, I have not lost a single one that you have given to me. This is in his prayer in Gethsemane. This is what he said to God. I have not lost a single one that you have given to me. And so therefore me. Jesus was not so Judas because was not given. Judas was not Judas betrayed him and ended up killing himself. He was not Christ. <laughs> and so you have to look at that. So people go, oh, well, Judas fell away. He was a, he was a disciple, follower of Christ. Well, no, he wasn't his. Jesus clearly sa- states that he was not his. So I'm going to land the plane by doing this. I'm right, going to go, go back it. to the Thanksgiving episode two episodes ago when we talked about how do we thank God in hard times. Okay. If you find yourself in a place, I think this is applicable for here too, where if you find right. yourself in a place where like, I feel distance from God, I'm not really sure what's going on. Well, first you need to repent of your sin, mm-hmm. your, the, the known sin. Right. And ask God to keep illuminating that sin to keep pursuing Jesus. But, you know, we brought up like, you know, actually tell God how much you appreciate what he did in his love for us that he didn't Mm -hmm. have to do. Another one was singing praises of worship to him, like actually proclaiming his goodness, living in obedience to him, actually following his command to love God and love others. And then last but not least, learn the Bible to understand why we're thankful in the first place. Exactly. I think that's where we can land it, dude. If you're feeling far from God, go back and listen to that Thanksgiving episode. That's, That's what I'm hearing. But... Any other last thoughts from you, my dude, before we hit some fun facts? No, man, that was great. That was, I love that it. was a good conversation. 
boy. Fun facts with February. <laughs> All right, I'm ready for my right. fun fact, bro, because I don't know well, this one. You know what? If, I don't know this if one. you're a Lord of the Rings fan. Oh, it, pause. You know, someone almost threatened to leave the church because I used them as an opening illustration in the sermon. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. That so sucks. don't leave the podcast because of this. Sorry. But anyway, so, so, so L O T R. If you know Lord of the Rings and yep. you're a huge fan, you yep. may know this fact. But for me, I did not know this fact, and I'm a pretty big fan. So, a Lord of the Rings actor would rather hike up a whole mountain than ride in a helicopter. Wait, what? Yeah. One of the things that makes Lord of the Rings lore so rich in the immersive environment of the story's setting, while shooting the films, the cast had to fly to remote locations via helicopter. Which, yeah, I've seen that in, like, the extended versions. Yeah. Sean Bean, who plays Boromir, oh. and Ned Stark in Game of Thrones, yep. was afraid of flight and would only do it if he had no choice. During the shootings for the Fellowship's crossing Snowy Mountain, he'd climb for two hours every morning to get to the set. He would make the climb already dressed as Boromir. So he would legit, without filming, like, Lord of the Rings Boromir was already climbing the mountain. He was, he was literally, every morning. Can you imagine how many shots they had to do on the mountain? So how many mornings he had to take two hours And it was to climb snow. It? And it wasn't like he was just like, oh, I've got my hiking gear. No, he's putting on this costume and then hiking up. With the sword <laughs> oh, and shit. everything. Yeah. I mean, that's legit Lord of the Rings type. Now, that's I wouldn't awesome, have thought, I mean, that makes sense. Right. That, like that actor and his character. Right. I would have thought it was the dude who was playing Aragorn, not Boromir. Oh, uh, what's his name? I can't think. What I his used name to was. have his name memorized too. I don't know. Oh, he's such a good actor too. I don't know. Hugo, uh, something. I I have no clue. Hugo something. I have absolutely Anyways. no clue. But either way, I don't know how to. Uh, that's just nuts. Yeah, that's a so fun fact. It, it's crazy. It's a fun fact. So that is a that is a fun fact. But, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, there you go. Now so you know you some go. more stuff. But how can people get a hold of us, Mark? Since we're uh, oh man, the, plan the here, classic so. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Real Talk Christian Podcast. Just find us there. They could find us on the website, realtalkchristianpodcast.com. You can even get to the merch store from there as well. And we got some good merch. Got the email, realtalkchristianpodcast.gmail.com. Which, by the way, if you've left us a review and have not received your mini swag bag, it's because we don't know who on earth you are. You have to email us or DM or whatever. These no, no, no. got to email. Whatever you kids you email. do. There. Whatever you kids do these days. You got to email, <laughs> you email us. us. We'll send you that mini email swag bag. Email is the safest way. Just email us your address, and we will send you a free little mini and swag if we've forgotten us. to send you your mini swag please bag, reach out reach to us, out. We're, we're trying i know during the COVID time it was kind it was of weird. hit or miss and so we would love to get that back if we missed you guys go ahead and send us another message at real talk christian podcast at gmail.com you can also give us a call or a text message at 574-400-5352 again 574-400-5352 Community, reach out to us. We don't want to be lone wolves here just hanging out talking to you. We want you guys to have that conversation back. So we'd love to get to know you a little bit better. But until next time, guys. Take it easy.